0: Hello! Hello! Good morning, hark ye,
1: merry... Come all ye faithful, (laughs) Uh, on down to (laughs) to Bob's Big Lighthouse Emporium.
0: Thank you for joining us on this foggy, foggy morning. We're listening to the blaring of the foghorns
1: where... Oh, was that a foghorn that I heard, or was that like... There was some weird noise coming out of my neighbor's yard. Hi!
0: Hi! Um, So, we're here to talk about Lighthouse today. Uh, Uh, It is a folk something?
1: Gay. It's a romance. It's gay. It's It's a gay horror story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess let's start off by saying, uh, I will try to not use a lot of f slurs. (laughs) Um, but I have the right to, and I will show you my identity card to prove it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. <laughs> um, this movie's gay. Uh, yeah. And I think it's important to note here that when we say this movie is gay, w- I, did you go in knowing it was gay? I went in thinking that people were just like, oh, it's gay because like it's going to be one of those movies where it's like very homosocial and so it ends up un- unintentionally homoerotic. And then yeah. I was like, oh, no, it's like very explicitly homoerotic
0: i went into it hoping that it was gay certainly um but i i i think that like it, it was it was sort of it, it's not necessarily that it blew my expectations out of the water with uh, how gay it was it just kind of laterally was um a different sort of texture of gay uh but a um a really important one
1: yeah i think i think and, and um if you haven't seen it yet you should go see it. We are going to talk about spoilers. Uh, it is a movie that is very fun to go see blind.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: Knowing very little, everyone I, I got to see it. It's like go see it. Uh, don't look up too much about it. Just know that it's a it's about a lighthouse. It's um it's thirty five millimeter like black and white film, mm-hmm. and it's it's an
0: Instagram filter.
1: Instagram filter. It looks uh, like like what is that a uh, what is that the 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 veranda. Uh, is it that filter? <laughs> it's
0: a uh, fucking mono or whatever you want to call it. Sh- um, shot on iPhone 8. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brew, by the way. I'm Jay Bearhat. Yeah. And we uh,
1: like woke up like an hour ago. We woke up like two seconds ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am still drinking my morning coffee. Yeah. Um, so when we say that this movie is gay, you should already know. But if you don't, um, we don't mean like they fuck.
0: No, absolutely but not. You know. They,
1: they probably want to. They want to fuck. There's, there's, yeah. there's some near fuck. There's, there's a make out. Yeah, absolutely. it's like an implied accidental makeout, but there's there's a makeout. Yeah, there's and a if, near
0: makeout. If there's any YouTube comments um, that I definitely won't read uh, about how we're reading too much into it, yeah, that the near makeout I think is kind of what makes it pretty explicit. Yeah. Um, but we, but there's wh- also
1: interviews where they straight up say like, yeah, no, no, it's yeah. it's, it's it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be gay.
0: Yeah, which I would I would love to kind of unpack those as well, um, because. <clears throat> Far, far, from being necessarily just gay, I think it's uh, when we talk about things as being gay, um, a lot of a lot of the sort of reactionary Twitter Twitter mind is to say like, but there's homo or but there's heterosexual desire in this film as well, so it can't be gay, and maybe it's a bisexual film, which is really uh, it's it's
1: fish pussy that doesn't count,
0: <laughs> fish pussy don't count,
1: fish pussy don't count. Uh, <laughs> It's it's one of the rules like different area code, mm-hmm. uh, balls don't touch. <laughs> uh, if you don't come, and if it's fist pussy, it yeah. doesn't count.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's a movie that is more complicatedly about the process of desire, um, but. The homosexual tinges of it are, like, super crucial and central to it, I think.
1: Yeah. So, like, God, this is actually a really dense movie, and this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year. Not even because of the the homosexual content to it. Because, honestly, that's kind of, like, it's a major texture of the film, but it is hardly the primary one. Although the film definitely um, is rife with... So, you know something I saw on a second second watch through? Hmm. Uh, All the clocks in the house are shaped like big dicks.
0: That's great. Like
1: literally every clock in the in the house ha- is like a giant like shaft and then like a big base that looks like two balls. Fuck and yeah. like they they're, they're kind of like abstractly supposed to look like lighthouses, but like you can tell that Robert Eggers was like that one looks like a dick. Get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we fucking love art direction. Um but yeah, it, it's it's I like this film is about like desire, it's about isolation, it's about like daddy issues, mm-hmm. it's about guilt, it's about paranoia it's about abuse it's about gaslighting it's got all the things that the gays love yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely i i only got a chance to watch this one once um which is regretful i i I do want to see it again um i'm a huge fan of the witch uh, the witch fucking rolls um and i really liked this movie but jay i'm more excited for you because this is just like jay's food
1: Mm, mm. (laughs) Mmm. Even, like, I, I've had so many friends, like, I, I, I got, got friends to watch it, and, like, what I love is that everyone I've gotten to watch it texts me, like, A, it's always, like, wow, that was gay, but also B, it's, like, they always, like, there's different things to love about the film for each one. Uh, one of my yeah. friends was, like, the sound design in this movie is, like, fucking tits off. Yeah. <laughs> the ending scene has, like, some of the most disturbing, like, visuals and sound combination that I've seen yeah. in, like, a film this year. Mm, yeah. Just... Uh, and like being able to tell that Robert Pattison is just like screaming his fucking lungs out and you can barely hear it, but what you can hear like sounds like a fucking video game you downloaded off the dark web.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fucking pathologic or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like the trend of filmmakers uh, having their s- kind of signature ending shot. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> literally, uh, in much the same way, like Hereditary and midsummer end with kind of this like really strong um sort of I, c- I can't really think of a movie that's come out recently that was like a really good movie that didn't have like a good like second to last shot that was just someone looking at the camera
1: yeah you know oh. <laughs> uh, it's the it's the that's the that's where cinema is at right now Is people uh is is looking back on the audience and <laughs> and going what do you think <laughs> discuss yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Re- refer to the assignment sheet under your seat. <laughs> mm, it, perhaps the movie is about society. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what happens at the end of Joker actually. <laughs> <laughs> just Unfortunately <laughs> that one that one disproves your role because Joker just fucking dances again at the end of the goddamn movie.
0: <laughs> He's running around and
1: then he gets chased like and then um and then the
0: Scooby Doo sequence happens. This is like
1: the third episode we talked about Joker. I just Fuck Joker. We're anyway, not, we're not fans. Really, really, really good films. Really good, like a lot of visual. Okay, so there's so much to talk about in this film. Let's talk <laughs> about the uh, the weird the the aspect ratio of the yeah. movie. Uh, what did you think of the use of the aspect ratio? Um, because I was really worried that it was going to be a bad gimmick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like going in, like I I I knew I was hoping it would be a good movie, and I was correct. But I was really worried that if there was one thing I wouldn't like, it would be the aspect ratio.
0: I think if I'm fishing for ways in which it kind of serves the general aesthetic of the movie, I I think that um the witch the the witch is kind of it's this very sort of gender binary comparison between the two movies where like the the witch has all of this perspective that the main character has but she's not really being believed. Um whereas uh Lighthouse kind of seems to talk about this condition of maleness where like you have like how how you're supposed to kind of block out a lot of stuff and be like really laser focused mm. um, in, in, a, in a really sort of visceral kind of like just emotional how your brain works way. Like I'm just speaking speaking of someone who's been on both sides of the hormonal balance. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it just it just kind of feels like these characters um, are it, it's claustrophobic definitely in a way that serves the film. Um, and it, it kind of serves to show that they're being like kind of boxed in Liter-
1: yeah literally boxed in yeah uh, if we want to go sociology 101 the tough guys the man box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dude box the dude bo- bro yeah out, out man cave in dude box. <laughs> <laughs> popularize the dude box. Bro, let's get into the dude box. <laughs> I got <laughs> my bedpans out. Bro, ha ha, it's not gay. <laughs> Bro, let's, it's not gay if it's in the dude box. It's not gay if we drink lighter fluid cut with honey. <laughs> the The way in which Willem Dafoe looks like an excited baby in that scene, yeah. as Robert Pattinson is mixing poison, basically <laughs> like making sweet poison for him to drink, and he just like he like gives him his cup, like oh yes sir, please. <laughs> it's So fucking funny. Yeah, real fucking powerhouse performances from both of them. Um, but on the aspect ratio note, uh, my my read on well, so one I I read from an interview where Robert. Robert or Roger? It's Robert, right? Uh Robert Eggers. Yeah. Robert Eggers is like good old Bob Eggers good old is, li- Bobby. <laughs> is like um basically because he worked on the script of this film with his brother, where his brother was like, Oh yeah, they want me to do a script about uh about like a haunted sea man, lighthouse, whatever. Mm. Uh and he basically had like the kind of like crystalline visual that like we see a lot in the film, which was uh, the aspect ratio, black and white, and kind of foggy looking of just two drunk men like singing sea shanties uh, over like a cart over over like a box that they're using as a table. Mm. Uh, so part of that is like that's definitely to fit into the sort of visuals of like ye old film strip movie yeah <laughs> the old nickelodeon picture movie not that it like matches that aesthetic in literally any other regard right uh but i feel like that's sort of like where he started out with the visuals and i think he just kind of worked him like kind of worked that in otherwise um but the two things that i like about the visual about that is that one um It really emphasizes how small the spaces they're in is Mm -hmm. and that the quarters they live in are very tiny and close. Like to the extent that one of the first things we see is like Willem Dafoe behind a pillar pissing into a bedpan and the entire room from like the middle where Willem Dafoe is pissing into the bedpan under his bed is like the fits directly into the aspect ratio like perfectly. Nice. Uh and I like that because it immediately is like okay, where they sleep together is like no space at all. Uh, yeah. When they're in the when they're in the house, there's no space at all for them to get away from each other. And then even in the fire father shots on the island, I feel like it does a really good job of making the island feel small. Yeah. Because they can't leave the island, and that's like a big theme of the film is that they can't leave the island. There's that one shot where it's like a really far away shot of the island in the ocean. And even though it's a box, the fact that the island is so small and there's so much water surrounding it, like, makes you feel like, oh, they're boxed in by the ocean. Um, I I like it because it contributes to not just the claustrophobia of, like, masculinity or whatever. It also contributes to the, like, the thing or alien style claustrophobia. Where it's like, you're not claustrophobic. It's not you're trapped because of a small space. You're trapped because you can't go anywhere past a certain point because space the antarctic an island in the middle of the fucking ocean
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely Um,
1: and also and this is something i noticed more on my second watch that he does really well with this movie is that the edges of the film are almost always are like really dark a lot of times so you'll like forget that the the aspect Mm. ratio is that small because there will be shots where like as you get to the edges it kind of fades to black a little so it makes that darkness like feel like it's just stretching out for the whole film damn and there's there's a couple shots that like he definitely uses that to like really intentional effect where like he knows that people are going to be watching this in widescreen or on widescreen so he knows that like your eyes are going to process that as just like a huge encroaching darkness surrounding Robert Pattinson's face
0: yeah i I'd, I'd have to watch it again to get a further to get a further sense of it but i i absolutely feel that um, where like not only was the aspect ratio not necessarily it, it didn't like distract me during the movie at all. It was it was fine. Uh but I I definitely did feel uh some moments where I was like losing track of where the actual border of the screen was. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's um, that's exactly what I noticed. So I was like, wait, where's the where's the edge of frame here? And it's yeah. because the edges are so darkened that like you can't differentiate them between them and the black space on either side.
0: That's interesting. I mean it's kinda nice thematically. I mean it shows it kinda the 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 nothingness of the world and of the elements kind of is encroach it, it like is encroaching on them and, and
1: and tapping my head like ah big brain moment <laughs> it creates the visual effect as if a spotlight yeah was what was the only thing lighting the characters in any given scene Ugh. I yeah There's it's so it's, many it, it's such a there is a reason why it's one of my favorite movies and why, like, I literally would probably see it a third time this month if, like, some friends of mine hadn't seen it and would only go if I went with them. <laughs> right. Because uh, it's just such a such a textured, layered film. And having watched it once, uh, the second time it goes by a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not a very long movie. And you it, it only feels long the first time you watch it because you're not really sure where everything's going. Yeah. Uh, and two... You can actually understand what the fuck they're saying on a second watch because you're not spending the whole movie being like trying to figure out what they're saying. Yeah. So you're like, okay, in this scene, he's telling him this, so I kind of know what he's saying. So now I can just focus on translating individual words. There are still lines in that movie where I'm just like, what the fuck did Robert Pattinson just say?
0: <laughs> yeah, there even even like past their like goofy weird accent, the like short sh- longshoreman accents like. They are just kind of, like, these drunk babbling, like, goofy guys who are constantly going off at each other. Gutterly
1: yelling at each other. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of lines where it's like, this This is a movie where, like, I can't wait for it to be on DVD or some streaming app so I can watch it with subtitles. Because, like, there's mm-hmm. just so many, like... Okay, so... Sorry I'm, I'm hopping around a lot. This is a very exciting film. Something I didn't catch on the first walkthrough because drunk babbling accent. Um, yeah. So the big twist of the film, or one of the twists of the film, which is that um, Winslow isn't Winslow; he's a man named Tom, yeah, or Tommy, who killed a man named Wins, who either killed or watched a man named Winslow die and didn't stop it, um, and has a lot of guilt about it, but stole his identity essentially to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know the, the the very famous scene where they're like in that compartments and he just goes what what and they just go yeah. what and what back and forth. What prompts that is that Robert Pattinson is drunk and babbling about his old job, and one of the things he says is like Foreman Winslow, just like giving me shit. Fuck that guy. And then Willem Dafoe goes Winslow, and Robert Pattinson goes like Yeah, yeah, fuck Winslow. And then he goes Winslow, and Robert Pattinson goes like What?
0: And then there's a pause,
1: and then he goes, and then Willem Dafoe like goes What? And then Robert Pattinson goes What? And then that's what starts it. Is that early on in the film, like, way before that confession, Rob uh, Willem Dafoe's character realizes that, like, you're not Winslow. You're someone else pretending to be Winslow. Holy shit. That. And it adds such another layer to, like, the, the amount of deception that, like, Willem Dafoe's character provides to this person. Is that very early on, it's very obvious that he's like, oh, you basically just let it slip. That, like, Winslow is somebody else and that you stole someone's identity.
0: (laughs) Shit. I, yeah, I totally, I totally didn't catch that. I was loving all the drunk babbling, though. But, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the sort of plot details that are like that. That's fucking interesting. I also will, I also will fully disclose that, like, as much as I love the movie, the, the, when I watched it, I was, like, stepping
1: out of the theater to blow my nose because i was actively sick oh yeah should we tell that story about what else happened at her theater yes (laughs) so we went and saw the lighthouse of a bunch of friends and a bunch of us were sitting in like mid front row area it's a smallish theater yeah it's about as big as the aspect ratio (laughs) um but yeah Baru got up a couple times because like you were getting over a cold and so she was blowing her nose and near the last act of the film was like fuck is she in the bathroom uh, and then as we were leaving, you were, I asked you, was like, hey, you saw these scenes. You're like, oh, yeah, I was just in the back of the theater. And then...
0: <laughs> and, um, so I, yeah, I, I had, I had, like, gotten up to blow my nose a thousand different fucking times, and so I just kind of, like, sat by the exit. And, of course, um, there was a couple in the back row, uh, who were, uh... A straight couple, let's be clear. A, a heterosexual here. couple who were, um, as, uh, the, the, uh... As the layman might say, uh, off the shits. <laughs> uh, and they were trying their hardest to fuck during, during the lighthouse. Um, and our friend Mia, uh, put it best, uh, if they nutted, they deserve to be LGBT. Yeah,
1: if they nutted, they they are no longer a straight couple. They yeah, are yeah. a gay couple. <laughs>
0: they, they they deserve all of the benefits of being queer. Uh,
1: and the best part was, as we were walking out, I desperately wanted to hear what the other audience thought of this because, like, the audience was like a lot of like very clear like the theater that we go to. I love because it's like kind of an art house seat theater it's like 21 plus only and they show a lot yeah. of like artists films. it's still, art- but it's still like films. a
0: usa chain
1: yeah but like... it's still an amc yeah uh, so i will come out of like we went and saw high life and i had the same thing where it's like i would walk out of it there are people who were just like mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so i walked out of that and it was just like hearing people be like what like <laughs> just like so confused and upset at the film but i'm pretty sure it was that straight couple because they had that that air to them Uh i i I heard the 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 guy go like so what'd you think of the movie babe uh and she just goes like oh i thought it was okay she's like oh it was pretty good what happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, there was a moment where like i was sitting i was sitting near them not like next to them but like nearish um and
1: their foot's going into your popcorn (laughs) like come on
0: (laughs) (laughs) some shit like that and and Uh, The point at which the mermaid shows up on the beach and um, Robert Pattinson's character, uh, Winslow, a.k.a. Tom, is like kind of pushing like seaweed off of her face. Uh, And I heard to the left of me like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was also great with that crowd was just hearing a lot of people just be like, oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Oh, my God. They... What's happening? I don't know what was that. (laughs) I
1: desperately need to know what their reaction was to the scene where Robert Pattison spills his beans and then is running down the beach, finds the body of actual Winslow, turns it around, and it's Robert Pattison. And then we get a shot of Robert Pattison, Robert Pattison, and a fully nude Willem Dafoe with light projecting out of his face. (laughs) Yes. Like, I desperately need to know what they thought of that scene. (laughs) That shot knocked me on my fucking ass. That is. Oh, that shot is so gorgeous. So, like, I love this movie because it is also a pee pee poo poo movie, but it has so many gorgeous shots in it. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It's, I mean, it's a slapstick movie, but about intimacy, like, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, no. It's, 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 um, we we talked about this, I think, yesterday. We might have been talking about during Parasite or after, but it was. Uh, it's something where it's like the, the movies that are like my like fun popcorn movies are like this, yeah. Where it's like a very dense, very artistically minded film, but it's like the, you read it. You read an interview of Robert Eggers, and he talks about like, oh, me and my brother wrote a real dumb, stupid fart movie. Uh, but there was like originally in the draft, it, it was gonna end with Robert Pattinson growing a beard out and putting on Willem Dafoe's clothes, and we decided that that was too stupid. <laughs> We were like, fuck that, fuck that. Uh, and then he goes, he's like, we hope whatever, like, we hope what we left in the film isn't that stupid. Like, it, <laughs> it's it's such a, like, b- it's such a, like, delightfully, like, you made a very, like, intelligent, interesting, compelling movie that shows, like, a real craftsmanship, like, real love of the craftsmanship of filmmaking. Yeah. And your response to it is just like, yeah, I cut this scene because it was real fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> I hope what is in the movie isn't as stupid, but it's pretty stupid still.
0: <laughs> I, I I like to ascribe to the idea of, like, Kind of, uh, uh, certainly, certainly Bob Eggers and his, his, uh, brother, uh, who, who he wrote the movie with, Max, um, like, I, I think that they definitely, like, know what they're making. Yeah. Um, because it's, like, a really strong, it's really strong as far as its visuals and as far as just, like, it's just a really strong and sound piece, and I think that they're really good, like, right at writing, and Robert Eggers is really good at directing, um, and I, I I like the fantasy world where they like don't really know what they're making. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or or like in the way that like weird weirdo creatives yeah kind of operate.
1: No, yeah. I, I I love the I I like it just because it's like a very it, it kind of. I think it's why we like their movies so much, is it kind of echoes the sort of ethos we have of like mm. anti-authorship, where it's yeah. like movies are happy accidents. <laughs> when it's like good job making a movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. It's like it, oh, it, it came together with fucking tape.
1: Yeah. Or but, And, and like, I love what, just movies. I love just that approach of just being like, you know, yeah, we wrote this artistic movie and whatever. But we also wrote a scene where Robert Pattinson throws shit into the wind and it literally blows into his own face, <laughs> yeah. which is like both a heavy-handed metaphor for what he does in the film and also it's just like yeah we had a scene where robert pattinson gets poo poo on his face and screams
0: <laughs> yeah i and and i i just yeah i like the sort of david lynchian idea of like asking robert eggers like what what he might compare this movie to and being like um i don't know uh jaws <laughs> 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 uh, but i think that i think that is like filmmaking in a, in a weird way where it's i don't know it's all the same shit
1: yeah, no, I mean, like, it's, it's, that's, that is, that is to me, like, a good approach to art is to realize that, like, ultimately what you're making is bullshit and lies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: you're li- like, Robert, I don't believe Robert Pattinson is a longshoreman, Uh but I like what you're saying when you make him pretend to do that.
1: I do like that Robert, you got, you convinced Robert Pattinson, or he volunteered to, who knows, Uh <sighs> for all the scenes where he shit-faced, wasted to actually get shit-faced wasted, because I didn't know that on the first watch. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, he did a really... Like, he really captured the body language of being wasted. And then when I saw it on the second watch, the person I saw it with was like, yeah, I saw in an interview that he said he was, like, fucking blacked out drunk for most of this movie. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's method acting.
0: (laughs) I I truly hope that they both were. Because I I just...
1: It's hard to tell, because Willem Dafoe seems like he would be that kind of drunk. Like, a very, like... G- goes off when he wants to but like can be very like solemn and like man <laughs> 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 yeah i
0: I do love um the thing that's happened after like post parasite or not parasite but I do love the thing that's happened post lighthouse coming out um sorry I just edited parasite like yeah no, that's, that's hours. fair yeah uh the thing I like about lighthouse coming out is people treating willem Defoe like a teddy bear now
1: uh because like that's not is even his, cute and that's not even his character in the film like that's no. what makes that so much funnier it's not his character
0: <laughs> in any of his movies he's always like a crazy piece of shit but like in in real life he is just so adorable um
1: the interviews he did for lighthouse are like really sweet yeah like, and it's like i mean that's he, he to me he's always come off like a guy who's a fantastic actor and plays an incredible like monster uh mm-hmm. but has like a very real sense of empathy to the way he brings to his roles, which makes him play a very good monster. Yeah, it's kind of like how Tim Heidecker is really good at playing Alex Jones types <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he hates them so much. Because he just
1: hates them so much that he just knows them so intimately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, I see that. I absolutely see that. Um, yeah, obviously, like his performance was fucking great, uh, but it also yeah, it created this whole situation where like the interview where they're talking about the homosexual overtones of the of the movie and and Willem Dafoe. Sorry to sorry to steal this line, but no, it's no, like please. the best answer anyone has ever in an, given in an interview uh, about your gay movie, where it's like, yeah, sometimes dudes just get drunk and make out.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just openly, it's like, yeah, that happens. <laughs> no no further comment. Doesn't go any further if that line. He's like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Uh, also, it's like one of the favorite lines in an interview where like, as they're discussing the homorotic returns at the start of it, you know, like they're both kind of giving like very like, like Willem Dafoe and Robert Eggers are both giving kind of like very like uh, astute kind of like thoughts about like here's like here's here's a here's that gay shit and then robert pattison just like i don't know i thought it was pretty explicit the script says the lighthouse looks like a big dick <laughs>
0: <laughs> god i want to read the script so bad
1: and then like robert pattison being like yeah I, I played this character as a dude who just wants like a daddy like a gay like bdsm daddy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is like if you know who drama mean is uh, the exact gaze of a drama drawing. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: we absolutely we love drama mean here.
1: Drama mean is mo- is modern gay art.
0: Yeah, no, mo- that's true actually. I like drama mean really is kind of t- carrying the Tom of Finland torch. Yeah, Tom uh,
1: Finland, Robert Maplethorpe, um I'm trying to think of some other uh like specifically known for like their kind of erotic art. Uh like I I would say um oh god Gingori Tagame, but like, kin- yeah, but like, Kondori Tagame before alt uh, alt lit dudes decided that they were into Gingori Tagame, <laughs> yeah, as like a f- as
0: like a fashion statement, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, really? Do you jerk off to the comics that he did about scat porn? No, <laughs> you don't.
1: Did you? Uh, it's like, like, oh, it's really interesting how he did this, like you know, this piece about a man getting shot in the balls of an arrow, and it's like, yeah, because he thinks it's hot, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because he's a homosexual. Uh, the, the sort, Cretans. The same sort of same sort of vein of like, you know, erotic Saint Sebastian art over the years. Where mm-hmm. it's 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 you can trace the line from that to like Robert Maplethorpe to like mm-hmm. Dramamine <laughs> to the lighthouse. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh absolutely. Um we love all we love all culture that uh proselytizes the value of the value of having a daddy. Uh <laughs>
1: Uh, crucially like i, I the 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 the, gay, the 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 gay death drive is what it's called in queer theory oh i would or so or in colloquial terms snuff horny <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah well, like what do we know any i mean like i don't know
1: i the, the most obvious the most obvious text about that would be the queer art of failure by jack halberstam mm. or Jay halberstam at the time maybe mm. i don't i don't know which name it's published under mm-hmm. uh J Jonah Jameson. <laughs> By J Jonah Jameson. By J Jonah Jameson. Halberstam. Um And
0: I mean, it's this fucking god. The fucking scene where, where he turns Willem Dafoe into his pup.
1: God. What I that happened, and I actually like when I saw the movie again. Was like I knew that that happened, but it was like. You know how, like, in, the in, in like, It, when they try to, like, remember the scary things that happened, they feel like they're remembering a dream, but they know it happened for real? That's what it felt like recalling that scene. <laughs> like, I had to see it again, because I was like, there's no way, like, it happens like I think it happens. No, it happens exactly... Yeah, there's there's a scene where Robert Madison turns Willem Dafoe into his pup, makes him bark, and then walks him like a dog, and it's like... Come on, <laughs> come on! I guess. It's
0: fucking like, uh, so beautiful. It like so so pornographic,
1: really. The the, the follow up of him pushing him into the ground and starting to bury him, and how great. I I watched it both times and it was so hard to focus on the monologue because I was just watching Willem Dafoe's face and seeing flickers of Willem Dafoe, the actor, break through every time dirt hit him in the face. <laughs> and just knowing that up, like, off state screen, Robert Eggers is like, okay, hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, get the dirt in his mouth.
1: Get the dirt in his mouth. I, w- I, want so you to get, I want you to get the dirt in his mouth. Okay, now put it on his chest so he thinks it's safe. Back in the mouth. <laughs> yeah.
0: The fucking, like, quote where Robert Eggers is like, some people say the fist fight is hotter than than if they were to make out. I don't know if I agree, but I like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. You agree. <laughs> I mean, and also, like, it is.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's what the movie is. It's, it's just them, like, sublimating all of this weird intimacy into, like, kind of not, like, ways that they can understand it less and, like, create animosity between each other more. But... It's also very loving Th-
1: the line where it's like queer queer way to wear your shoes is such is such a funny line. Oh, God and they like just didn't want to wake you but like perched over him <laughs> just like
0: I yeah, I'm also obsessed with all the ways that they made Robert Pattinson's body look like a weird like deep sea creature. yeah you know like-
1: oh, the lighting is so
0: when he's jerking off and you just all you get is like a side view of his like ribs and his like arched back and he's just like and and his his like
1: cakes and his fucking (laughs) yeeks what I what I like is that like it definitely feels like they part he partially cast Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson on the grounds that he's like I want two actors where if I use intense lighting on their face it will make them look like a fucking cliffside monster (laughs) The scene where he delivers, where Willem Dafoe delivers that like monologue about Neptune and he's like lit underneath and it's just like the camera can barely focus on him because his face is just so like grotesquely distorted by the light. That's such a good like visual theme in the film too, is like light and shadow, like destroying people's faces basically.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of what the, like the movie kind of plays with whether, whether Willem Dafoe's character is even human or real. Yeah. Um. And the fact that they do so much with the lighting that just turns his face into a beard and two like wide ass eyes that are just like piercing out through <sighs> through like a bush, you know what I mean? Like so good,
1: yeah. So like that's another thing of films. Like I mentioned, gaslighting is a big theme in the film. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this film is that it's very hard to pinpoint any sense of what is real and what isn't. So yeah. to an extent, everything is a metaphor, uh, but. That's gay. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But it's like, so they even include a line where it's like, Willem Dafoe is like, oh, I bet I'm not even here right now. You're probably just out wandering the tundra of Canada after killing Winslow uh, Mm -hmm. and imagining this all out of guilt. So, like, even right at the gate, they're like, hey, ending explained fuckers. (laughs) What if this is what's going on? But... Yeah. I realized on a second watch that that could also be a hint at like another possible interpretation of the film. And I'm not saying this in a like ending explained way. I'm right. saying this in a like this is this is a texture of the film because the film deals a lot with like identity slippage where there's even a possibility that uh Tom is actually Winslow. And that he did die because what you see at the end of the film is he's like mangled up. Yeah. Um but he's just washed a sor- ashore somewhere, but there's fog encroaching all around him in a way where you can't tell where he is. Yeah. So you don't know if he's on the lighthouse island.
0: Yeah, cuz he in 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 the sort of like narrative of the film he like dies in the lighthouse and then all of a sudden he's on a shore and there's no lighthouse to be found.
1: Yeah, it's it's just fog and he's surrounded by by seagulls. Yeah. Uh And you know, like the seagulls are like
0: leaves it open for interpretation, and
1: the seagulls are pecking at him and pulling at him, which Mm. is like a recurring theme in the film as well. So it's like, oh, is this like this character is like the light? Everything in the lighthouse isn't real, and he's dead because seagulls are actually pecking at him, and that's why he has such a hostile relationship to them in the film. Yeah, Um, and again, it's like I don't think that's necessarily like the intention of the film I don't think that's a thing but uh, the reason I was like that could be it is because of the scene where Robert Pattinson you know finds the body of Winslow and he flips it over and Winslow is Robert Pattinson
0: <laughs> yeah hmm.
1: uh, and so like because like that's another thing in the film where there's identity slippage is there's the fact that they're both named Tom
0: right oh yeah
1: and like in the scene when uh, Winslow Tom is trying to confess what it is He goes, like, I need to tell you something. He's like, I'm Tom. And then Thomas goes, like, I'm Tom. No, 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 I'm Tom. Then I'm Winslow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it fits. And, like,
1: yeah, when when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, wait, like, this line is, like, way cuter. Because now it's, like, him, like, having fun and not realizing that he's, like, he's trying to confess that he, like, maybe murdered somebody. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Which, like. That's, like, another thing where it's, like, weird identity slippage and what's real and what's, like, known and what isn't actually known is that Willem Dafoe mentions that earlier in the film. Like, before any of this comes up. Like, before yeah. that scene happens, he has a line where he's like, oh, like, as long as you don't go crazy and try to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he brings that up as a recurring thing a lot. Which suggests that he knows that before Robert Pattinson's character ever tells him. Damn. Um and that's, like, the other thing is, like, the, you know, there's there's things in the film where in the text of what we see, we see Willem Dafoe gaslight uh,
0: yeah.
1: Robert Pattinson's character. Like, we see him lie to him. We see him, like, you know, try to fuck with his sense of what's real and what isn't. Um, and there's a really good scene. There's a really good scene. So the part, uh, you know, where he chases uh, Winslow, with an, or we're just going to call him Winslow and Tom for convenience sakes, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where he chases Winslow with the axe and then immediately after is like, you've gone crazy. You've gone crazy. That's why you smashed up the boat uh and chased me with an ax. Yeah. Um, And what I like about that is that like, the thing is though that is that immediately preceded though by Robert Pattison trying to piece together what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I found the head of your old, like your old employee. You murdered him because you have a mistress in the lighthouse. And I don't know who she is, but I know there's someone up there that you're hiding from me. Mm. Uh, and that's when he's like, "Oh, you've gone crazy! Like you've j- like it's all this all all this sea life has gotten into your brain or whatever." <laughs> uh, and that's when he gaslights him about chasing him with an axe. Yeah. And the thing I like about that is that does double duty of also gaslighting the audience because yeah. it makes because like when 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 Robert Pattinson delivers all that, you assume that that's Robert Pattinson going crazy. That like, you know, he didn't, he imagined finding a body because he's been imagining things and there isn't a woman in the lighthouse. That's just like him trying to figure out what's going on at the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. But then when Willem Dafoe says that on the second watch, I was like, wait, is he saying that because what Robert Pattison just said is true and he's trying to cover it up? Did he murder his previous coworker? <laughs> is there someone in the lighthouse that he's fucking? It's. He's certainly getting fucked in some way. In the He's fucking house. something in the lighthouse.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I, 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 do, I do love that, um, and I do love, uh, I, I, and I feel that there's a sort of like w- people who kind of have a very literal view of like reading films um, could kind of respond and be like, well, then what does any of this fucking matter if none of it's real? And like, of course, the purpose is it's like a folk tale. It's an emotional appeal yeah. about how like. Guilt is really hard to live with, uh, and,
1: and, and and I, I also like, guilt and isolation. Yeah. are very difficult to live with, and the experiences of self isolating through guilt.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and all of this stuff where, um, I, like I think it further kind of speaks to the idea that Willem Dafoe is sort of not not even necessarily a figment, but just a, this sort of important archetype that's like maybe real, maybe not real to Robert Pattinson's character. Where like, uh, the whole why just you bill your beans thing is just like why why did you tell me? yeah why the fuck why the fuck did you tell me why did you put this on me it's just because
1: like in that scene he's like don't tell me he's like i don't want to know he's like there's one thing i can't stand and people gets drunk and it's guilt
0: yeah (laughs)
1: he's like i don't want you to put that on me so that you feel better because it's just gonna make me feel worse
0: yeah absolutely so it's it's yeah It, it really serves uh to kind of kind of paint uh like a really a really detailed picture of uh of Of the specific type of like guilty isolation that that the movie's dealing with. Um.
1: and yeah, it's 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 like the the way I always approach films like this is like everything you see on screen is literal is actually literally happening in some perspective. yeah. And so it's not that like it's all in the character's head. It's that like, no, it's like the, the implicit thing that like everything you're seeing is literal, but also everything you're seeing is essentially a projection of characters' perspectives Absolutely. and minds. So it's like what you were seeing of Willem Dafoe's character is literal, I in that he is actually there, but he is also definitely a projection of like all of Robert Pattinson's psychology. Yeah. <laughs> like, regardless of like anything he does or says in the film, it's he is he's the embodiment of like all of Winslow's insecurities, all of his guilts, and all of his desires. Yeah. Which is for a strong, mean dad <laughs> to punish and reward him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love when he brings home with that one line where he's like, you're not my fucking boss, you're not this, you're not that. And then for no reason, he's like, and you're not my daddy. <laughs> and he was like, "Okay," because like, okay. Like, he never said was he care- was that one. Yeah, yeah, I hope he even has like this flicker on his legs like, okay, didn't bring your dad into this at all. Don't know why you're bringing that guy up. This is just all of a sudden a very strange energy that you're bringing yeah. here. <laughs> why did you say that? What did yeah. you mean by that?
0: <laughs> what did he mean by that?
1: In an interview... um Robert Eggers is like, yeah, I tried to make a very Freudian and Jungian film. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's like, there's a lot of, like, very blatant, like, boner jokes in the film. Like, the fact that Winslow is a woodsman is, like, also a boner joke. Um, (laughs) And the scene when he's, like, jerking off and, like, trying to think of fish pussy so that he's not thinking of men. Uh, One of the things that he imagines works both as, like, an intrusive, anxious thought about possibly killing Winslow um mm. and also is him imagining Winslow from behind and then him thrusting a sphere <laughs> into Winslow's back
0: yeah there was some imagery played with where they're like the guy that you the guy that you killed maybe you had a crush on
1: yeah like you might have like cuz like the, there's also the running line that like first he accuses um Tom when he's getting drunk of like I know what you want from me like I know what you're doing and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then he reveals later that like that's something Winslow had said to him when they were isolated before he died was just like, Damn. I know what you're doing. Like, I know what you want from me. So there's definitely an implication that like Robert Pattinson maybe has a long history of trying to have sex with older men that he works under. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
0: hmm. 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 Interesting.
1: And Willem Dafoe's character is just like, all right, like, chill, bro. (laughs) Bro, there's nothing gay about fucking on the lighthouse. (laughs) Dude,
0: it's fucking normal. Come on. I
1: mean, he even even says, like, at at that point, he thinks that the little mermaid jerk offering that he has, Mm -hmm. he thinks that's, like, a cursed object that Willem Dafoe's character put on him to make him, like, obsessed with lust. Oh. So it's very much so, like, you're making me horny. I'm not horny. You're making me horny. (laughs) You're the one
0: that's making me horny. It's your fault. Uh, God. You and
1: your supple ass cheeks.
0: <laughs> I think that, like, um, I mean, like, this movie, uh, kind of fo- kind of following in the vein of Parasite, has a really good like curse that is levied on someone. Like, there's that whole monologue in the center point of the movie that Won Defogia was about. Like, you you don't like me, lobster? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> me <laughs> lobster. <laughs> like,
0: If you don't like my cooking, you should. You deserve to be torn apart by seagulls on the docks forever disemboweled forever well
1: reduced down to literally nothing but the sea yeah like that's the ending line is like not even any traces of winslow no more winslow no longer but the sea
0: god i it you know it'd be like that just
1: totally just like i'm going to negate your entire existence and identity which again ties into the whole drama meme thing (laughs) (laughs) which is very
0: hot yeah uh the most, the most sexual thing of all, Oblivion. Yeah, and millennials
1: love Oblivion. <laughs> I, who,
0: who doesn't? Honestly, who, who? Come on, who doesn't fetishize death and nothingness?
1: If you don't fetishize death, get the fuck out. Yes. Real ones only. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> um. No, this movie is like. I I I don't want to oversell like the gay, the queer content because I think people are gonna go expecting just nonstop fucking and sucking and glory holes everywhere. Sure, uh, it's very much so. It's more of a cerebral version of fucking and sucking and glory holes everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's also as uh, when it comes to like male homosexuality, there's all sorts of different like layers of engagement um, with that. Uh, there's like dudes. There, there's like so many dudes who fuck dudes who aren't out. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that's true. Yeah. The, the whole DL trade, straight. Yeah. Which I think but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks.
0: But, uh, like, and I think in tw- 2019, there's like less of that guy who's just like, yeah, I, f- I fuck dudes, but I'm like straight, and it's more, it's it's more dudes who are kind of just like having this Bjork like sort of like pie and cake. G-
1: yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> By bi- like I- implicit bisexuality, uh, but also kind of not just in, not like. Putting themselves under the queer umbrella. Um, which is always always interesting.
1: Yeah, there's a lot less Roy Cohn's and a lot less rough trade. I mean, there are definitely still, you know, depending on where you go. Sure. But there's definitely a lot of like, God, I remember when I was living in Connecticut meeting a dude who told me that like he was like a gay dude. He was like, Yeah, in college, I like fucked around a lot, never with a straight never with a gay man.
0: <laughs> always with straight dudes. It was
1: always with straight dudes. He was in like a frat and just like he was like, yeah, straight dudes, like, they would get drunk and they would want... And that the wildest part is, he was a top. What? So he would top straight men in college. He's living the king's dream. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm... S- what college? <laughs> 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 I'm going back to school. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's such a weird... Th- especially once you add in, like, modern uh, gender politics stuff, since I know a lot of trans men mm. who have had the experience of a dude who is straight but is, like, you know, basically the version of, like, straight but fucks men, but, like, has this weird thing where it's, like, yeah, you have a beard and very clearly look like a man. Mm -hmm. But I'm giving myself plausible deniability here because I'm topping. (laughs) Right, yeah. Or also, you know, if you're topping, you know, you're not fucking me with, like, like a dick that has cum in it. (laughs) So it's fine. So It's It's the cum that makes it gay.
0: Yeah, which, of course, as we all know, you're a dude and you fuck trans dudes fortunately you're still fucking dudes you're yeah. gay yeah. <laughs> uh yeah
1: yeah no just to clarify that it's like it's I just know like a lot of trans men who have had the experience no. of like being treated as a lesser man I absolutely and therefore a more acceptable target
0: and like as, as much as that like sounds and feels like transphobia it's a little bit more complicated because some of us are trans and have to fuck and there are a lot of chasers out there yeah uh and um the experiences. The experience has a lot more to do with like pulling someone more gay, more gay of center than kind of acquiescing to their like weird society brain ideas about what fucking trans people actually means. Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know. Bar none. Like, we live this shit. <laughs> it's yeah. Being being trans in twenty nineteen is like. You don't got you don't got to understand a lot about deep pathological psychosexual desires, no. but it helps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um but yeah, it's it's the uh, the, the weird straight trade. But, oh, so I I was going to say I think what I love about um this past year of movies is that we have both a fantastic movie for the gays, mm-hmm. uh, Lighthouse, and a fantastic movie for the girls, The Favourite. Yeah, And what I love about both is how much they, like, reveal, like, how much they tie into the, like, deep desires of both, where the favorite is as debauched as you can get with his sexuality. Like, it is the most, like, like, there's this, like, mainstream image of what lesbian sexuality is, which is very, like, chaste and, like, hee um yeah uh, let's have like a sleepover but are so
0: all over the place in their interpretations of lesbianism
1: yeah like like there's this assumption that lesbians have very and like you you even see it in like older like political lesbians which is to say straight women who identified as lesbians for political reasons Mm. like you know like i have a husband but i'm a political lesbian because i support support the lesbians (laughs) Uh, but i don't like them (laughs) Uh, like those types where they would talk about lesbianism as like essentially a sexless thing. like that's what political lesbianism was right uh, and then you have the favorite, which is just like
0: they be fucking the
1: most like power dynamic like the raunchiest like fucking is yeah. in that movie. And then you have the lighthouse, which is like the opposite direction where it's like, no, like you know people be thinking all gay men care about is lying and sex
0: <laughs> but this is a,
1: <laughs> an eat hot chip. <laughs> But this is like a movie that is like all about the thing that so many like gay men and like fag adjacent people love. Yeah. Which is the like the almost the almost. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 constant vertical asymptote of approaching desire and like no, oh, oh, the tension. Yeah. It's the tension.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it's yeah. I I as as much as like I don't know the the sort of mainstream um, call for like more gay media uh, kind of also needs to understand like being gay is hard yeah <laughs> be,
1: being gay is like is like hard and like sometimes we actually just want to watch just the worst shit yeah <laughs> like the worst behaved people
0: yeah absolutely sometimes like and and like I think that these these sort of narratives that come from like a from what I have to presume is kind of like an honest uh, exploration of, like, the good and bad aspects of of, of those desires and, like, how those play into uh, everybody's life. and But it's also, like, you know, really cool, honest art that people are making now.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, not for nothing. If straight people can have Rick and Morty. We
0: <laughs> can have, whatever the, fuck we'll can
1: we have want. whatever the fuck we want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fuck you guys.
1: Uh, you guys watched
0: uh, fucking The Mailbox? What's that Keanu Reeves movie called?
1: The Lake House? The Lake House. <laughs> The one about the time-traveling letter? Yeah. Yeah, that's the lake house. Cool.
0: That one. Fuck you
1: guys. <laughs> you guys fucking watched Remember Me, the movie of Robert... You made Robert Pattinson play a heartthrob hunk who gets killed in nine eleven, and that's, like, the <laughs> most romantic gesture possible. Uh, Fuck you.
0: <laughs> what a different time. We're just, like...
1: I'm so glad Robert Pattinson is is finally, like, able to move out of the shadow of Edward Cullen. Him and Case do both yeah, have moved out of their twilight shadows, and I'm very proud because they're both... Phenomenal actors.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Kristen Stewart has a bunch of incredible roles uh, all over the place in her recent filmography. Personal
1: Shopper is yeah, one Clouds, I saw that I fucking love. Clouds
0: of Sils Maria knocked me on my ass. It was so fucking good.
1: Um, I've talked to you about it where I said Lizzie Borden is like a bad movie, but she plays like a fumbling, like anxious butch in it. And it's really, it's like a really good turn.
0: I love her. I love k Uh And we love Robert Pattinson. I
1: love good old Bobby Patty. <laughs> Uh, Good old, well, what did you say his middle name was? We found out. Is he has like three like? Okay. Fa- he has like a fake ass sounding name. Yeah,
0: he has like a J.R.R. Tolkien ass name. It's like, uh, oh, that's that's Robert Eggers who has who
1: a has normal name. A normal who name. sounds like a Disney CEO. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: hit Robert. Uh, Robert Pattinson's full name is Bob Doug Tom Pat, which is which is a sentence uh so congratulations robert pattinson on having a name that is a sentence
1: this, was his parents just like this kid's gonna be a star but he's gonna want to choose what name he's gonna have so we'll just give him five <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can one mix and match. yeah one of these one of these will take off if, if he gets if caught in some sort of scandal you can just swap him out
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god
1: uh cannot wait for his turn as batman
0: yeah, it's gonna be an unbelievable. The fact that they're talking to Colin Fucking Farrell
1: to play the Penguin—that's it's so it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be porn and yeah. it's gonna be great. Um, oh yeah. So like uh, I, 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 realized what I was talking about the 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 the, mm, the tension. Uh-huh. Uh, we watched. I, I got Mia to watch a bunch of Gregory Key films recently. Oh yeah. Uh, and I I did. I noticed that like that's a big theme in his work, in and, and both The Doom Generation and Nowhere. Uh, James Duvall basically plays this the the platonic 90s ideal of a bisexual himbo. Damn. Uh, and in both movies, it's like very just like constantly about to reach the vertical asymptote of being gay and then like, uh, in Doom Generation it ends in him getting massacred, spoilers, it ends in him getting massacred by like a Nazi gang mm. which is weird. Uh, and then in Nowhere, also spoilers, it ends in his like His literal heterochromia boy crush in the whole film, like two different colored eyes, like a fucking furry, uh, (laughs) like boy crush in the film, climbs into his window naked and is like, I was abducted by aliens. And they like lay in bed together cuddling. And it's very sweet. And he's like, he's like, can I stay here till morning? And he's like, only if you promise to never leave. And it's very like, like teen gay boy fantasy. Uh, And then (laughs) his crush explodes into an alien cockroach She goes, I'm out of here, and climbs back out the window. That's the best
0: thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I it, need to watch all of Gregoraki's Nowhere movies.
1: Nowhere and The Doom Generation are like so good. Nowhere is like, I would say, a lot uh, better of a film, mm. but The Doom Generation is like Meeks's favorite film. It's They're, they're both incredible to watch.
0: Um, if you also want to see an, another, it's, it has less to do with The Lighthouse, but another movie about, that's uh, Kind of touches on homosexual desire in a really interesting way. Check out Poison by Todd Haynes. Uh, oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's it's like a three-in-one movie where there's like three different narratives that are completely different but happening at the same time. It fucking blew me away. It's like one of my favorite movies uh, that I've ever seen.
1: Nowhere is basically, it's like a bunch of vignettes where it's like all these characters whose lives intersect uh, on their way to a party, which is like, not explicitly, but kind of like like once you realize that the, the party is essentially a metaphor for heaven oh. uh, because the, they're, they're both part of his teen apocalypse trilogy so all the characters in the film essentially like have this like nihilistic gen x like idea of like oh the world is ending like the world is right. going to end we are all going to die we're probably going to live to see all of us die so they just are very like apathetic to the things that happen around them Mm. Uh, it's very very interesting um, they're both very 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 uh, upsetting films <laughs> they both right. deal with some like real fucking rough like rough themology so do not go into them if you have um if you have like not like a delicate sensibility that sounds like a condescending way to them don't go to them if you're not in a mental place to deal with like real real upsetting shit Yeah, because they they both deal with like some pretty upsetting things
0: well, I'm always ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, the thing to know to go into it is that there's a character in nowhere. There's a character who's just credited as teen heartthrob, and the actor's name is misspelled, uh, and they never say who he is. Uh, he was one of the main characters on Baywatch, and he's basically playing himself. So they never say that his name. There's just a part where he goes to introduce him to someone, and she goes like, "I know who you are. I've seen you on TV." All right. Uh, and that's that, that's thematically important uh, because he ends up being a monster. <laughs> Damn. Uh, very, very, very fun films. I started watching the first one of the trilogy, trilogy Totally Fucked Up, which is like a fake documentary. Mm-hmm. And is very like, is is the more explicitly gay of the three. And that it's just like all the main characters are just like gay, like teens who are like depressed. Mm. Uh, and it's pretty fun from what I watched, but I didn't get to finish it yet.
0: All right. Well, we love Gregor Hockey. We
1: love gay movies. We love gay movies. We love the lighthouse, lighthouse we love fucking love Willem Defoe. Yeah. More like Willem Dafriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> um He should change his name. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh We were yeah. talk we were talking to uh someone recently about this and we were talking about how Robert Pattinson is a weird face guy. And she was like, I don't know, I think he's still very, like, very, like, handsome. Like, He's still got that, like, teen handsomeness. And I was like, okay, but Willem (laughs) Dafoe is a weird face guy. Go look up old photos of him. He's He's, a fucking babe. He was a dreamboat. Yeah, like, when he was Robert Pattinson's age, he had, like, fucking, like, Brad Pitt-ass, like, fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Robert Pattinson is gonna have the same arc because he's got the cheekbones there. You know he's gonna have a weirder face as he gets older, and he's mm. gonna be the weird face guy actor.
0: Yeah, he's gonna grow into it, and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna rock it uh, just like Willem Dafoe rocks it every single day. Um, two of our faves.
1: Two. It, it's so nice when we have people uh, who make movies whom we actually like. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> There's so many that we hate. <laughs> Even when we like their work, we hate them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean it's not so much to, for us to sit here and be like. These people that we don't know are good people.
1: Um, they're but, probably not. But. They're probably pieces of <laughs> shit. Uh, but um, we like their work, and they're they're pretty good at keeping the mask on. Yeah, and the the interviews that they give
0: are funny. And they make me laugh, and I like them.
1: <laughs> I like them. I like, like them. their movies. I will go see Kristen Stewart. I will go see your ripoff of Alien, but underwater, called Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> <Might> <laughs> I, prob- I I might not. I don't know. Oh, we'll it looks see. real bad. <laughs> But it's, it is, case too. It, it's her doing a Ripley, which is like, oh, that's such Kinda a good high. pitch. That's such a good pitch. But the movie looks like fucking dog shit. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> the bird murder scene. Yeah, I was just thinking that it's so. Ugh. It's so I, I think it's the fact that, like, you don't expect it. And then when it starts, you don't expect it to go on for as long as it is. And you just keep smashing it until it's literally unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, I mean like there's this weird thing where like the whole scene starts off with him looking into the cistern and seeing like
1: a the, dead bird. A dead
0: bird. And then the other one I I think I think it's trying to say like that kind of his guilt complex is uh interpreting a lot of external uh a lot of external stimulus as like kind of blaming him or like uh putting 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 a focus on him uh where like he just kind of doesn't want to be seen, looked at. Uh, accused um he's
1: talked to like, the whole point of being on
0: this island is that he's running away
1: yeah um
0: so. the, the
1: island is it's it's basically silent hill
0: yeah
1: this of. is basically a silent hill movie oh, there's <laughs> so much fucking fog it looks like fucking
0: silent hill and it looks like a,
1: it's a regular silent hill out here
0: <laughs> honestly it's more silent hill than almost any recent silent hill shit
1: it, it really is like i said that kind of as a joke but i thought about it and it's like no it really is just like he runs away to a deserted area. <laughs> to a deserted He, he has a place. mysterious backstory. And then as it's revealed, it's he has a backstory he has a ton of guilt about because either he murdered someone or basically watched somebody die and then didn't care. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then e- even if he didn't kill the guy, you know, he has guilt because he wanted to kill the guy and then he watched the guy die and was like, you know, th- th- that guilt of like, did I do this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like there's a lot of... Um...
1: God, I didn't even think about, like, he, the way in which, like, a big theme of his character is questioning his responsibility in a person's death.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, just so much of, so much of like, his reactions to everything that's happening on the island, because, like, a lot of the movie is just, like, why can't you just act normal? You're here to do a job. Just yeah. Just be normal. And, and, Swap, dog. And, and, yeah, absolutely. And he's, like, he's, like, trying really, really hard, but, like, because of his... Just totally unbelievable, unchecked guilt complex. Everything just feels like it's. Everything feels like its eyes are on him. Uh, and oh, it,
1: which ties into the lighthouse theme with the yeah,
0: light. yeah. So like he what, and it's I I feel I feel that that kind of it speaks to something about the human condition where like you you feel guilty, and all of a sudden it feels like everybody is judge, jury, and executioner. You know what I mean? Um, so that's like an, a really interesting texture to the movie that I love.
1: Such a good movie. It's a fucking good movie, dude. I, I like it. it. It is... This is, like, one of those films I definitely can see myself, like, revisiting every, like, couple, year or two mm-hmm. and, like, getting something different out of it because of, like, the the level of, like, different emotions that it deals with in the film. Yeah. Uh, a small character thing, and I don't know if this was Robert Pattinson fucking up or not. Mm. Um, When he gets drunk, his accent is all over the fucking road. Yeah. But... The reason I don't know if it's an accident or not is because we learn early on that he's basically doing job, hump, hump, job hopping and then he lived in Canada originally. Mm. So the implication is that because he's been working blue collar jobs and he's constantly like, the, like Willem Dafoe calls out like at the very start like you're putting on an affect of being this like quiet solitary sea man. But like I know that's bullshit. You're You're a pretty boy. Yeah. Like he straight up calls him like, you're too pretty for this role that you're trying to play. Yeah. Uh. And so like, which I kind of took, yeah, well, it's, it's a cute little flirt. <laughs> <laughs> he blushes. No, well, uh, thank you. but it's like, I, I, I definitely interpreted that as like, oh, okay. So like every job he enters, he tries to perform what he thinks that that kind of job is, yeah. which he projects later on to Willem Dafoe, where he's like, you're putting on an accent. Nobody fucking talks the way you're talking, which yeah. is really funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which is also like, Kind of projecting, yeah. You know, it's, it's
1: him projecting his own. So I, so in the scenes where his accent keeps slipping, like when he gets like wasted in the in the in the the lobster scene, mm-hmm. he's like slipping into a Boston accent. And the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's like Robert Pattison's too drunk in the scene and like fucked up the the the, the accent because it's a hard accent to do, I assume. Yeah. But I was like, no, actually, that's probably his character. Like you could interpret as like that's his character fucking up the accent. Yeah. Like that's his okay. character, like. As he's losing control of his functions, like he's sliding through into all of these identities that he's put on over the years, and he's like not able to keep them straight. Because it it it's in the same scene where he fucks up and says Foreman Winslow.
0: Yeah, interesting. That I, that's really that's really fucking interesting. Like God, I really want to watch this again.
1: It's it's really worth watching again. Like I guess I I feel like I'll probably go see it again at some point just because it's like. If not in theaters, like when it's as soon as it's out, because I feel like there's probably like a lot of like textured stuff that like you you, you can get on another watch. That's how you know a movie's good <laughs> <laughs> is when you can watch it again. And there's like not just like, oh, I didn't notice that in this scene, the people go past Tyler Durden and they don't say hi to him, but they say hi to Edward Norton. It's like it's shit you don't notice where it's like, oh, this like ties a lot into like the characters, like psychology. And like these are like little ticks that they have early on that kind of reveal that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I, I found something. Apparently, the lighthouse, like not like, really happened, literally. But the but it specifically, like the Wikipedia article specifically links off to an event of uh, of of like a two man team of something happening that it seemed as though it was beckoning.
1: Oh, that sounds really uh, good. Okay, hold on. Okay, yeah. So, Summarize this event.
0: So basically, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna. So the Lighthouse uh, movie, like, links off to a Wikipedia article. Here's here's the kind of Cliff Notes paragraph. Uh, it's called The Smalls Lighthouse. Uh, the old lighthouse brought a change in policy in 1801 after a gruesome episode. There was a two-man team of two men named Thomas who were known to quarrel.
1: Wait, they were both named Thomas? Yeah. That's really... That's... Okay. <laughs> one of them
0: was Thomas Howell and the one the other one was Thomas Griffith. Um, which
1: I don't think is uh... Thomas Howard
0: is the name of yeah. uh, Robert Pattinson's character and Thomas Wake is uh, William Defoe's uh, So it would appear it would appear that it might be lightly based on this. Um, so the one of the Thomases dies in a freak accident. other Tom uh, is like, man, people are gonna think I killed him if I put the body out to sea or if I get rid of the body. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna like put it in a coffin and uh kind of like chuck it. <laughs> like lashed it to an outside shelf, stiff winds blew the box apart though, and the body's arm fell within view of the hut's window and caused the wind to catch it in such a way that it seemed as though it was beckoning.
1: Oh, uh...
0: working alone and with the decaying corpse of his former colleague outside, Howell managed to keep the lamp lit when Howell was finally relieved from the lighthouse, the effect of the situation had had on him uh, was said to be so extreme that some of his friends did not recognize him uh, as a result, lighthouse teams were changed to rosters of three men. <laughs> So, boy, oh, boy, some shit really happened in the past. Yeah, um, and I,
1: that makes sense. Like, that 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 would be an inspiration for this film of just this idea of, like, yeah, you put two people on an island and it's, like, that's it. That's isolation. Uh, yeah. They're going to go insane.
0: Yep, absolutely. And there's also this other touch, like, of what you were talking about where uh, Robert Pattinson's character, uh, Winslow, is being, like, really evasive about his, his like, identity uh, and, like, switching accents and, like, all of the shit. He says at one point that he's, like, driving... And it, but like the time place we th- we we all looked at each other and we we're like when the fuck does this movie take place? Yeah. Um. And the idea we I think somewhere like it's early.
1: It's it's late eighteen hundreds so like eighteen nineties like right. into the start. It's it's after the publication of Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Um. But it is before like the nineteen hundreds. So it, it has to be within the time window of eighteen ninety to the nineteen hundreds. Which
0: implies that he was driving like a Model T. Or yeah. Something which, like, two people had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, just like a a bunch of really fun touches with his character that all that all are like really they all kind of like jive with each other in these complicated, conflicting ways. But it's like really interesting. Um,
1: it, it suggests a, a level of like weird, like they're they're out of time and place, like they're they're embodying an era, but they are like quite literally like removed from reality essentially <laughs> yeah
0: yeah definitely so it's it's yeah and it's not so much that the film is giving like a historical account as much as it's using the past as this sort of uh like a
1: texture yeah or a a, te- it was like a backdrop it's like an as, yeah. as a hook to hang ideas on because of what it connotates
0: yeah definitely so cool shit
1: cool what movie. a good uh what a good movie
0: Fuck yeah. Go check
1: it out. Go check it out. Drink some gasoline. Bring bring your little cup of gasoline and honey. <laughs> bring your
0: kerosene tanks.
1: I love the bit where, like, they show Robert Pattison lifting all, like, that huge thing of kerosene up to the top of the lamp, and he's just like, he's like, you dumbass. You're supposed to bring this. Anyway, bring that back down. <laughs> like, very clearly heard him coming up and was just waiting for him to get to the top to tell him, like, by the way, you're an idiot. Take it back down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We love an abusive relationship.
1: I mean, if it's well written. (laughs) All right, it's what the movie does. You know, the movie doesn't romanticize it. It doesn't say that it's good. It shows that it's bad. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Movies have to hold your fucking hand and wipe your nose for you and tell you things (laughs) that are clearly bad if you have a basic fucking moral system are bad. And the movie does that. But it also says.
0: (laughs) What if. What if they were nice to each other and did kiss and did...
1: Kiss I've said this other? so many times. I cannot wait for the Fujoshis to find this film. I know people hate Fujoshi's but I'm like, this is like yeah, tailor-made. We love Fajoshis I said Taylor. people, yeah, not, not exactly. us. <laughs> um, but people, this is like tailor-made for them. Just like scummy, older like scummy age gap, gross men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who have like a shitty, unhealthy relationship dynamic where you just like, what if they just kissed each other and were nice instead?
0: <laughs> I yeah, the picks of tag is
1: it's gonna it be is, lit.
0: If it isn't already going off, it had better start.
1: A lot of movies this year where people fall from a great height and shatter both their legs. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> who's 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 peeking on whose notes for that one? <laughs> It's scary. it's scary. Don't want to break my legs. Don't want to break my legs. <laughs> I do love that that's a horrifying scene. And then they show Robert Pattinson falling all the way down the lighthouse stairs, <laughs> yeah. which is so cartoonish. <laughs> it,
0: it's, it's very, it's very Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That, yeah, that whole ending, I, I was really, I was kind of really wondering where that touch would lead. Um,
1: you know what else I just realized with the freak accident thing? Is it like another possible interpretation? Um, Robert Pattinson is getting shit on by the birds at the end of the film, obviously, because he has splashes of white on his legs. Yeah. But halfway through the film, he also falls from the lighthouse while painting with white paint.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And then and then it's, like, black, and then he wakes up, and so there's, like, an implication that, like, you know, maybe he didn't actually wake up.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, maybe he was actually... Oh, gosh, I, I, I almost wonder if the, the, the freak accident like in real life
1: was, was was painting a white house because they I, I remember reading about the a little bit and they said that they did do a lot of historical research yeah so it's very possible that that was what the freak accident was but it's
0: i don't know that's cool that's a that's a cool like as much as that's like such a foot footnote historical event of just like two randos it's like it's really cool to kind of look at that and uh want to extrapolate it into something that's
1: Kind it, of more poignant. It, I mean like it's 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 a it's a weird historical uh, incident, but it sounds like a fucking like Edgar Allan Poe novel. 100%, yeah. <laughs> like like it is so fraught with like symbolism and like horrifying ideas and implications and things that yeah. you can like extrapolate a full story out of.
0: You're out of rations, you're out of water, and all you can do is like look out your window and see your dead comrade. Waving, waving his at hand. You. Yeah. yeah. It's like fuck
1: that, dude. Oh, that's so good. Oh god. The part the part in the movie where he just goes the rations and they like go and dig up this like big box and it clearly takes like hours and then Robert Madison opens it and it's just alcohol
0: (laughs) that was fucking great so good I mean like you know the rations it's like water but it's alcohol Uh, Robert
1: Madison trying to pee into a into a floating chamber pot because the house has been flooded and then the second it moves away him just bending over and puking. <laughs> Ugh. So many get that. Go and see this film if you haven't. It's it's it is the abject. Mhm. Oh yeah, ah. it is so so
0: grimy, so so disgusting. Uh, we we love to see these famous actors be covered in mud
1: and shit and shit. piss and sweat and, shit and water. And piss, yeah. yeah. And fish pussy.
0: Fish pussy. Love the trend of just putting putting all of these actors through this. Um
1: one of my uh one of my roommates was like after we saw this movie, he was like, Oh, I now understand what a siren is. Yeah. <laughs> like from this movie, because the siren very clearly like is desire. <laughs> it, it
0: it yeah, it absolutely is sort of like overall representative. Yeah, it it's kind it kind of creates this really interesting case where like the sort of there's this sort of double meaning that's all of a sudden given to the siren where it's like For, 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 like, Robert Pattinson's character to be able to envision himself in a meaningful relationship or, like, you know, to be, to be able to be meaningfully intimate with, like, another person, um, he kind of has to deal with the fact that, like, all, has to deal with the fact of all external stimulus feeling like it's preying on his guilt complexes. Yeah. Um... And and the use of the use of this like siren mermaid, and like all of this sea imagery, like really kind of nicely angles toward that, um, which I think is cool.
1: And the the first time we see the siren is when he goes out to the beach and he sees a bunch of logs and a body floating in the water. Yeah. Um, and if we know, and as we learn later, the actual Winslow died because he slipped into, basically uh, a river full of logs and was pulled under. And Robert Pattinson jumps into the water to try to save the person who drowned, which he didn't do, we know, with Winslow, and that's when he sees the siren. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Yeah, probably we love it. probably my favorite, or at least definitely one of my favorite movies of this year.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. It's really fucking cool. And it's really fun.
1: It's gonna be so cool when it gets snubbed at the Oscars. It's gonna be great. It's not gonna get any uh, any sound design awards.
0: No. No, I'm like, it deserves, it, it, it deserves a nod somewhere. Uh, not, not necessarily from the Oscars, but from, I don't know, fucking somebody, somebody should just come up and be like, Hey, you made a good, the movie. Razzies. No, yeah. <laughs> the Razzies actually it's good award. Yeah.
1: <laughs> good. Actually. <laughs> actually. The Razzies should have a good, actually. Category. It's good. Actually. category. Yeah.
0: It's like, fuck the Oscars. We're just going to start doing this. Um, which would be really fun. Uh, yeah, what would you maybe have rather spent your fifteen dollars uh, on? What would you rather have spent your lighthouse's uh, maintenance worker's salary on?
1: You know, I got some dad issues. I should <laughs> therapy. Therapy. <laughs> I love how like so many of the movies we love. Whenever the question is like, "What would you rather spend it on?" Our answer is always therapy. <laughs> It's always gonna be it's that. always gonna be therapy. <laughs> I,
0: I always wish I had therapy instead of media.
1: Why not both? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish I had spent it on um a pup mask. I feel like that would be I feel like that would be like good. a tour one? Uh well we're talking about fourteen dollars here. Like I don't know. I like... mean
1: this, the thing is Mr. S ones are like super expensive despite looking like the McDonald's of pup masks. <laughs> So you could probably find someone who's just good with leather work and do, like, a decent, like, well-made one.
0: I want to do, like, really fucking stupid bullshit, like, like, Dark Souls pup masks and sell them in my pop-up store in the mall.
1: Probably could. I mean, maybe not at the mall, but (laughs) you you could probably sell shit like that. Here's the thing I've learned from being around like pups and stuff is that like if you can make a pup mask that doesn't look like a Mister S pup head uh, and doesn't look like absolute dog shit, mm-hmm. you could probably sell it for a pretty decent price because there there the need for pup masks that don't look bad or generic is yeah. very high.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I if if it if it was like an Artorias pup mask, that would be hot. Yeah. Or like an Ornstein pup mask.
1: What are you glad you didn't spend your fifteen dollars on?
0: Um, I'm glad I didn't buy, like, shitty poppers or something.
1: Poppers that give you headaches?
0: Yeah, the headache poppers. The headache poppers. <laughs> headache poppers. <laughs> I don't know. What are, you, what are you glad you didn't spend it on?
1: Um, so I did get to see a date. I had a date for the second time I went and saw it, and I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't spend it on an Uber back, because I ended up getting back at a pretty decent hour. Yeah. I almost took an Uber back home, because I was like, I don't want to wait for a bus, but I'm glad I did. It was... Yeah, sometimes it was, pl- it was a pleasant little ride home.
0: Waiting for the bus,
1: can you know? Sometimes Do you know delayed gratification?
0: Yeah, it's like uh, saving saving that money. Feel good about yourself. Anyway, thank you guys for thank you guys for voting to cut uh, public transit funding. You really did a great job.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, I, I, I my my only prayer, like. Hail Mary is, like, for the love of God, will Seattle get a better taxation system out of
0: this? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know Because, like,
1: it it sucks because there's, like, a division where it's, like, there's, like, rich assholes who are just, like, I said I have to pay for the best. Yeah. Uh, And, like, those are the people who wanted this the most because those are the ones where it's, like, they pay, like, five hundred dollars because they have three cars that are super expensive and that's how the, the value is weighed mm-hmm. and it's like but there's also like i'm sure there's probably people who are like working class who are just like yeah my car tag is too high sorry about our local government politics
0: corner here but like here if you're paying like exorbitant you know car tabs that are like they're they're definitely misjudging the value of your like used pre-owned car that like came out like, maybe your car was released in, like, 2006 or something, and they're they're going off of the value of, like, a not fucking pre-owned piece of shit that's yeah. broken. But, like, if, if you're <laughs> going to get rid of that system of, like, p- funneling that money toward our public transit structure, then we need to have something else in place.
1: The problem with it is that, like, you know, they got rid of that thing, but they replaced it with a more regressive system, which yeah. is a flat tax. Yeah. Because a flat tax means that the dude who owns a fucking Tesla... Pays the same for his car tags as you. Yeah, which is, as the as the metaphorical you in this how situation does
0: that like how does that sound?
1: Okay, yeah, <laughs> like like that's like that is what the real problem is. Is that like reasonable frustration with the fact that the car tax system out here was like horribly calculated and like kind of fucked over people with like cheaper with like cheap shitty cars that aren't worth the amount that they're mm-hmm. given. That's that is the thing that should have been addressed. Uh, the people who put it on the ballot just don't want to have to pay extra money for their expensive piece of shit cars. They don't want to, they, they all are, they all
0: moved here for their East side tech jobs, uh, to not have to deal with the city and complain about traffic in the city, uh, when they are the fucking traffic, uh,
1: fuck them. Did you know that Seattle used to have free public transit
0: in until 2012? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? Like,
1: three years before I moved here. And, like, I know that, like, you know, we're recent transplants, relatively, so we have that same, or whatever, but, like, we're recent transplants because we're fleeing uh, shitty hometowns. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Places where, like, uh, I had to come to Seattle because I had to, I like, other than Seattle, I was living in a place where I also couldn't afford a car, but also there were no buses. Yeah.
1: It it is that uh, unfortunate thing of, like, you know, I moved here because this was... A most stable place, and my problem is that a lot of the techies uh move here because this is where they can make the most money at that moment, mm-hmm. and they will move somewhere else as soon as they can make more money elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I moved here, and I'm probably not going to move again until I'm driven out of the city. Absolutely. Until yeah, until I don't have the money to move, and I'm <laughs> which making... is everywhere that I have moved yeah. <laughs> it has been being driven out of it by costs.
0: Yeah. So uh vote bernie yeah like, bo- bo- once again Bern- anyway
1: bernie 2020 bernie- like, <laughs> we're just going to keep saying this every episode until he like, fucking gets the nomination
0: uh which he won't uh he will, mean, he will he's gonna be he's yeah, no, no, the there's the there's a lot the there's a secret, certain the there's a
1: certain there's a certain breed of like leftists who's constantly like bernie's do- he made the wrong decision and he's not going to get it fuck you stay positive we can <laughs> still win this um, no, my, no, no candidate the, my, is perfect my, my real negative uh, Nancy opinion is that he's going to get it and the Clintons are going to try to assassinate him oh <laughs> fuck yeah dude um, Biden's
0: going to be so embarrassed about his blood vessels bursting out during all the fucking his living. eyes are going to fall out Yeah, <laughs> and kill Bernie <laughs> it's going to be some of the things
1: he's going to go to hug Bernie and then like spikes are just going to emerge from his body and yeah. kill Bernie <laughs> and he's just going to go like I'm taking you with me <laughs> And yeah. as they descend into the other world. The
0: democratic debates really need like people to just take the scalpel to their thumb and do like a <laughs> blood test. <laughs> like Joe Biden Joe Biden loses. Uh, fucking Kamala Harris probably loses. Vito O'Rourke
1: just like, like rips open his shirt and he's like (laughs) carved these runes into his body and he's just like, a curse upon ye (laughs) as he smears his blood into a pentagram in the middle of the debate floor. That would be great. God, I wish American politics was that good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Um, we're still running high off that parasite energy. If you can't we
0: We really are. We're ready to kill the rich. We're ready to eat them. Uh, hey remember
1: bernie 2020 he's our last chance and he's he's your last and he's yours too motherfucker
0: (laughs) it's like oh i don't want to vote for bernie because i don't because i start to wonder uh how much how much in my income tax after my income tax i take home
1: uh says says man with more money than god (laughs)
0: just be glad you're taking home all of your blood
1: yeah (laughs) because if bernie doesn't win you know what's happening Damn, that sucks, bro. <laughs> Damn, that sucks, bro. What's it like to have a home to go back to?
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Which home? <laughs> yeah, which one do you Yeah, have which to? home do you go back to at the <laughs> end of the day? <laughs>
0: hmm, maybe I'll choose my Bellevue house. Ooh, but I could visit
1: my Bothell house. Uh, oh, you know what? I gave that out to some Airbnb kids, so I'll have to evict them. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to evict them really quick. I'll shoo, shoo, shoo. Come on, come on. What, three weeks' notice? Ugh, we need to change our rental laws here. They're <laughs> too they're too permissive. They're- <laughs> Anyway, donate to the Landlord Association. <laughs> uh,
0: and thank you for listening to us talk about this wonderful movie. Uh
1: we're gonna be Go see the Lighthouse, go see Parasite, go see Yeah. Uh, go see both of these movies. Stream A twenty four Stan A twenty four. Stream A twenty four on Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, download Canopy from your local library. Uh
0: yeah. And um, so this month we uh, ran a poll on our Patreon for our film critters throws it back series. It is a throwback review series where we review movies that have already come out before
1: this year. Before now. Yeah, before
0: <laughs> before a second ago.
1: Yeah, but, but, but movies where we're not processing. There's there they've been deprocessed and we are watching <laughs> them to talk about them again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this month we voted. Uh, we had our patrons vote on Bong Joon Ho films
1: and the host one. The host one. Which we're really excited to talk about. We're going to be talking about. Not just the movie, but the weird distribution history surrounding the uh, host.
0: Sorry to put Magnolia on blast, um, but they I'm not. they could have done it. Better. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Is Magnolia even still around? Fuck you. <laughs> no, they probably aren't if we're being serious, but I think they are. Um, but it'll be a fun episode. Yeah, uh, we'll, I'm really know, excited. We'll, yeah, we'll have fun talking about it. Um, we're always be talking about new movies and shit yeah
1: patrons get to hear these three days early yeah um
0: so if you're a patron hey what's up what's up how's it going Sup? <laughs> How- <laughs> welcome to the clubhouse um and yeah thanks so much for joining us we look forward to everything yeah that we're about to do bye. bye bye <laughs>